G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, few people have made their mark on the shopping habits of Australians like George Coles. He was the founder of the Coles supermarket chain. He's still a household name four decades after his death. His father had been a shopkeeper before him. And at an early age, George watched the business of his father struggle as a result of extending credit too far and too often. He reflected his greatest legacy to our country was not in the bricks and mortar of grocery stores and retail outlets. It was, in fact, to live out the teachings of Jesus and contribute to the well-being of society. George Coles was an ardent and generous Christian. And Graham MacDonald, the founder and president of Did You Know, has been researching the Christian connection with George Coles. Graham's joining us. Hi, Graham. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, thank you, Neil. I appreciate the opportunity. Graham, your story about George Coles starts with a question asked by his little girl. The question is, are you a millionaire, Daddy? How does that fit in with the understanding of George and his legacy? Well, George Cole was a very, very generous man. And um, all, all through his life, he had high, high positions, obviously, as the um, founder of Coles and what have you, and had lots and lots of money, Did a lot of, spent a lot of that money in the things of the Lord. And in fact, it, 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 when, he's, when he died... Um, I think he was in his early 90s or something, but his, his estate was only then for probate at $986,000, which, you know, in today's terms is not a lot of money. So he obviously had access to a lot of money, but um, his, his motto was that this money was not for him, it was given from God, and that it was for his his responsibility to uh, to tithe it or to be a good steward of it and use it in in um, building up the, the kingdom of God here on earth. I mentioned in the introduction his father was a shopkeeper and George had seen the business struggle, and clearly George applied some different principles to his own business, and we might even align those with the way that there could be some biblical ethics applied here. He made a decision that his stores would take only cash, they'd offer quality items at an affordable price, nothing over half a crown was one of his first mottos. Interesting the way that that when you conduct business and you're wanting to do something that is legitimate and is in favour of the people, that's the sort of thing you might do. Yeah, I think one of the things that, uh, like he obviously saw that happen with with his father, but uh, one of the things he he went to the states and spent a bit of time there, and he was really impressed with the uh, what they had in the the states with the five and ten cent stores, uh, which was basically um, m- most of the products were in the five or ten cent uh, range, and it was all cash, and so it, he 
he was able to sort of implement that principle into his first store and the other stores as they come up. But he had sort of a, a, a price range that he used. I think it was three, threepence, sixpence and a shilling. The products were all in that price range. And so they were readily available to a whole lot of people, but it was, it was cash. And that also, I, I believe, stopped people from getting into the, the trap which is common today where we have a credit card where you can go and keep getting bill, bill, bill as much as you like and all of a sudden you've got to pay it back. Um, and so he saw that similar situation happening with his dad where they just gave credit uh, and people just couldn't afford to pay and so there was this, this struggle to keep going. And so when George started, um, he realised, let's do cash then that everybody's, everybody keeps going, everybody's happy. And, of course, uh, let's just bring the context in there. Of course, uh, dealing in cash back in his day was a clever and sensible and smart, wise practice, uh, whereas talking about it today, sometimes you think, oh, you're dealing in a black market, but that's not uh, exactly what uh, we're talking about with George Coles. Uh, he cleverly stewarded the money because he'd seen the business model his father had used and thought that he would protect his own business model. You know, other things like the customer's always right. And from what I'm aware, he paid his employees higher than the going rate. So he really loved and cared for his staff. But not everybody who was on his leadership team thought that was a great idea. He had some run-ins with his board at the time. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, his, uh, his board at the time were actually um, relatives. And um, that actually... Uh, he had sort of brought them on board and uh, they were all hard workers and what have you, but a few of them were a bit um, over-ambitious and, and um, wanted to... Um, were not very principled in terms of um, being um, open and, and uh, sharing what was actually going on. And, and one of the, the, the uh, big issues that created a problem was that... Um, the, the board wanted to actually increase their directorship fees by something like 200%, but not tell the shareholders. And uh, George obviously was really, really against that. And so what happened, he was uh, at, a, at a, one of the board meetings, he was 10 minutes late. And in that 10 minutes, um, they had uh, removed him as the chairman. They had um, uh, removed him off the board. And um, they had taken, basically taken over the control of the of the company. However, um, through the um, through some of the, the government instrumentalities and through uh, just uh, popular demand, um, he was reinstated. But but that was the sort of issues that he was confronted with. But his principles were that you know be open, be transparent, let people know what's going on. And as you say, he he even looked after his. Uh, Staff by paying them over and above the award wage at the time, even through even through the depression times. Well, transparency clearly one of those ethical positions uh, does create conflict for some, and uh, for those who want to push up their own fees and keep that all a secret, it doesn't necessarily do good, especially if there are shareholders following. Hey, he was a generous man, Graham, and uh, for listeners who are so familiar with Billy Graham and the huge campaigns that have happened in Australia. As I understand it, he paid for Billy Graham's crusade to be publicly broadcast across the nation back in those early days of television. Yeah, in 1959, um, he, he stepped up 
and uh, paid out for the, the the television rights for the the right across Australia for every one of Billy Graham's meetings. Um, and uh, but, but he he was generous in so many other ways. Um, his local church, which is St John's Anglican at Turak, um, he he uh, gave put money in there to, so that they could in turn uh, expand their church, expand Brooklyn buildings. Um, he the, the Brotherhood of St Lawrence. He uh, bought them um, land down in in Melbourne so that they could actually set up a retirement village, which in you know like going back in the early 1900s was probably um, not not that easy to do. But that was that was the sort of man that he was, and he also was involved in the um, uh, with Christian education in the schools, public and private schools. He he was involved in that. He was involved in the Alfred Hospital. Um, in in um, in uh, Victoria, in Melbourne, there. Um, also, he he put in uh, one stage. He put in ten thousand um, pounds to contribute towards the expansion of of the hospital down there. And later on, he put in more money as well. So a lot a lot of his money that he actually made his personal money went into many of these um, these organisations that were actually for the betterment of, of, of mankind and for the well-being of our society. Interesting, from our backgrounds, when we read the Bible, sometimes we hear things loudly and clearly according to the pursuits that we have. And uh, he loved the Bible, but one of his quotes was really a very business-oriented quote. It's a sad day when a man sits down and tries to make money without earning it. Uh, so hard work was very much a part of his... Uh, work ethic and the way that he thought about business. Yeah, yeah no, he and, and I think I think that's something that we we all should, should probably take on board is that you know the the, the Lord has given us a heart and a mind and bodies and we've all got gifts and talents and that we should be using them, putting to to, to use. And again, we need to um, you know uh, provide for our families and and you know there's other things that we can do. I believe to and encourage and support our uh, the well-being of our neighbours as well. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it, I think that was a, a really... Uh, it was a great philosophy of his, and I think it's a part of the work ethic of many of the... many Christians around the world that, um, you know, God's given you the ability to do things, you know, do them, you know, wherever you can. And his focus was not purely on the making of money and... You say that he didn't die a very mega wealthy man. He was still wealthy, but he didn't put money first in his life. And uh, as one of the legacies that he would leave, uh, that's substantial as a message that it sends to people in Australia uh, in this in these days beyond. Yeah, and I think that's one of, one of the the the, um, the the wonderful things. And I mean, George Cole is is one of I believe many Australian. Uh, business people over the years that have done these, uh, who have been very committed to um, helping society, um, including John Fairfax from the Sydney Morning Herald, um, David Jones from the David Jones department stores, and there's there's a whole range of people, not only here in Australia, but uh, uh, around the world, Cadbury Chocolate and, and um, Coca-Cola, and, and the, there's a whole lot of organisations and, and companies where their founders were really strong Christians. And, and what they did with their, their wealth was to put it into um, the projects 
that were that for the well-being of society, but also to help build the kingdom of God here on earth. Well, I'm sure that there would be some who'd be thinking, I wonder how those original ethics employed by George Coles have translated into the modern business of Coles supermarkets today, and that would be an interesting study to do. Graham MacDonald, always appreciate your great research and insight and making these connections between these great identities of our history and those connections to Christian faith. Let me point people to how they can read this story and others at didyouknow.info. Did you know, wonderful site that reflects on the history of Australians and brings about that connection to Christian faith. Did you know, D-I-D-U-N-O dot info. Graham MacDonald, thanks for updating us once again today on 2020. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Neil. Thank you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.